Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Loudmouth Radio. Tonight's show, The Bare Truth with Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers with Miss Jazzy Jones, is broadcasting live via internet on blogtalkradio.com slash loudmouthradio. Be sure to connect with us on our Facebook page on Loudmouth Online and like our page. Feel free to post questions and comments on the loudmouth.com blog site and follow our upcoming broadcasts, find out more about our guests, and read bios and current information. Be sure to check in with us each and every week at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we are available for live chat on Blog Talk Radio. It's an exciting evening. It's a beautiful evening. And we're broadcasting live in Durham, North Carolina, in a beautiful Hilton Hotel in downtown Durham. And our guests are going to be calling in from all over the country this evening. So we're really tuning in for a fantastic show. This program is going to be available for download and on-demand anytime after 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Loudmouth Radio is one of the Internet's hottest Internet radio networks. Our talk shows cover topics geared towards empowerment, inspiration, and entertainment. Be sure to connect with us live, online, and on demand 24-7 and share your thoughts with us and what inspires you. Tonight's show, again, the bare truth, love, life, sex, and flowers, and we'll be talking with some people all over the U.S., and so we're really excited about everyone listening to us. Tonight's show is promoted and sponsored by Digimo Printing of Stockbridge, Georgia, at 5365 North Henry Boulevard. Take advantage of some fantastic promotions that they're offering right now for 1,000 flyers. You'll also receive 10 free 11 by 17 posters with your purchase. Those flyers can work with your business, I'm sure, to help get your business branding out there. We also have a nice promotion for 250 business cards for $25. All artwork will be extra fees. Be sure to make sure you contact Digimo Printing at 770-506-2996. And now we would like to tell you how you can connect with us through our social network. Be sure to follow us at Twitter at Loudmouth, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H. And if you're using Twitter, make sure you use the hashtag of Loudmouth Radio. We would love to hear your comments as you're following the broadcast. For all our people that are listening in online, welcome to us on loudmouthradio.com. We have our chat window open, so be sure to connect with us. Any questions that you would like to ask, be sure to post them. And if you would like to call, please do so at 347-826-7520. We are so excited this evening, but without further ado, I bring your host for the evening, Ms. Jassy Jones. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much, as I normally say, for our Tuesday meet and greet. I am, as our sponsor, I mean, as our producer, uh, Sunny, came on and let you know, we have just been invited into the hallways and the conference rooms and the beauty of the Hilton Hotel. If you have not had an opportunity to stay at one, please get that opportunity. We, You know, I'm, I'm learning this whole new media personality thing has a few perks, and, you know, we get a few sponsorships here and there, and it's absolutely amazing. I am so glad. Uh, i got to come up with a new word. I've used wow, exciting, phenomenal, and, and I'm still waiting on the wow synonym to, to find out another word for it because I'm just in awe of how fun um this job is, how fun and exciting it is to be able to bring you guests like tonight. Some of our guests are pre-recorded, and again, we are always excited for technology, and we're 
here using big screens and computer stations at the Hilton, so we're, we're really excited about that. But we have several people that are going to be coming on, and the show's topic tonight I thought was of the utmost importance because there are some extraordinary people Extra, extra, extraordinary people that live lives to the fullest. And I wanted to bring you the people who have set goals and set unrestricted limits, and they are achieving all of their dreams. And if they're not getting all of their dreams, they're getting close to their dreams and closer and closer. And I wanted to bring you... um, just their stories and how if you have a dream, like to be on this radio show has been a dream of mine for a very long time, to be able to host, to be able to give insight, um, not a licensed counsel counselor. I am a life coach. Thank goodness I was able to complete that task this last past year and, you know, just working towards some greater things. But I'm finally walking in my destiny, and I'm finally walking in my truth, and I'm living some dreams that I have really wanted to do. And so, you know, the best and the better me is yet to come, and it's still evolving, and I'm excited about it. But I wanted to bring you people who, like myself, set out to do certain things, and they have pursued those dreams and those goals, or some of them, set out, as you will hear later tonight, and they had some challenges that took place. And in the process of those challenges, they've overcome them, they work through them, they live with them, but they don't let it stop them from living, from being, and being the best. So get your seats, get your coffee. I have some great tea here at the Hilton with the, you know, the cute little bags that look so expensive and taste so good, and sit back, relax, get your coffee, get your loved one, get your friends on the phone so that they can call in, get your friends on online on loudmouth with 2dsradio.com, twit, Twitter and twit, twit, all of your friends and family so they know to join in with us because we really do have some amazing people and some amazing stories. So, What we are actually going to talk about, again, is extraordinary lives of ordinary people living without excuses. You know, for a long time, I had one excuse after the next, after the next, and after the next. And mind you, I'm now at a point where I had really good reasons why things were going the way that they were going. I've now since come into a higher consciousness to understand My thought pattern was really dictating the results of my life. I was really, didn't know I was a negative thinker. I always thought I was a positive person, but I was kind of that double fountain. I had one side of my mouth saying, life is great, I'm this, I'm that, you know, I'm going to achieve, I had all of these dreams, I had all of these goals, and true enough, they were very positive. I tried to encourage as many people as possible to do and to follow and to be the best that they could be. However, on that negative flip, I would turn right around and be like, I don't have, I'm so broke, I don't have this, I didn't finish this, I I didn't complete that, I never can do this, nobody will ever. And so I was killing myself 
on one side and encouraging myself on the other. Now, how many of you know, raise your hands in your living rooms or all across, you know, the Americas and the nations, how many of you know that you cannot have a fountain flowing out of one stream saying two different things? So, in other words, I had to really redirect my thoughts and I had to become a more conscious person of how I was thinking and feeling in order not to have those excuses. So don't get me wrong. Challenges still come. I still face many things in life. However, I now face them knowing that if I can think it, I can achieve it. If I can recreate my thoughts to be what I really want, then those are the things that I really focus on. So it's important that we remember that it's not reasons that keep us bound. It's the excuses because we have good reasons, but we can't live in the excuses. So tonight we're going to welcome so many of our guests tonight that went beyond all of the reasons why they shouldn't, all of the reasons why they couldn't, and they went past those reasons, went past them. You hear me? They went past them didn't live in the excuse, and they became lawyers, they became producers, massage therapists, survivors of cancer, they became trumpeteers for Carlos Santana. So if they could do it, if they could face all of the challenges, coming from other countries, coming from, you know, various backgrounds, if they could do it, if I could do it, then we all can do it. And so I'm hoping, like, myself, you will enjoy what we're going to bring to you. You will enjoy the people that we're going to bring to you. Some amazing, amazing, amazing. So just in a few minutes, we will have our first guest coming on, and we do once again have one that's pre-recorded, and I'm hoping that she'll still be able to call in. We had some some crazy days yesterday, so um, hopefully she'll be able to call in. But I think we have our first guest. Guest, are you with us? Hello, Jazzy. Hi, is this my guest of the night, or the first one? Well, this is Elva. And this is the first one. <laughs> Elva, hi, honey. How are you? How are you, my dear? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing so fabulous. I so wish we could have connected and joined at the hill because we're at the Hilton in North Carolina and, and oh. I just so wish we were here sipping this tea in this that fabulous place. Well, that's so we, the next one. Yeah, we have to do that on the next one and maybe we'll get to do this in Charlottesville, which is where you are. Absolutely. So I'm not going to – I I don't like doing the great big introductions because I think I always feel that the person who knows themselves the best is the actual person. So please, for the sake of people not knowing the beautiful you, please tell them who you are and what you do. Well, first of all, thank you. That was very kind and sweet of you. And, and also thank you for inviting me to be on your show. You Love doing this sort of thing. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I am – an entertainment attorney uh, slash manager. That means there are many things that I want to do in my life. I'm still figuring it out. Um, I started years ago uh, in law, thought I wanted to do um, corporate law, and in fact I trained mm-hmm. to do that and did. But mm-hmm. always been interested in the arts, and, and I thank my parents for that because they exposed me to the arts growing up. So there was always something kind of pulling at me mm-hmm. to 
combine my legal work with the arts. And so I started shifting in from corporate work into entertainment law, mm-hmm. representing um, producers, musicians, composers, actors, writers, uh, doing intellectual property work, transactional, general internet, international and entertainment law work. Right. And as happens with a lot of attorneys that are doing entertainment law work, um, they end up finding out that the creative process is actually a little bit more fun than the transactional. <laughs> we sort of drift into <laughs> managing uh, talent, and so that's what I, I do, a combination of law and management. But I'm doing, trying to really shift to do much more management work because I find Right. I was going to say... A lot of what you've been doing since I've met you is more of the management and yeah. and talent um, exactly. representation. Yeah, exactly. And I found that I really enjoy being a part of that creative process in a way that's not necessarily tied to contracts, litigation, and intellectual property legal work, um, because it's 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 more challenging. It's a it's way more fun. <laughs> um, oh my God! Yeah, and it's just nice to see that you are somehow um, a big part of the development of getting an artist out there, or even for artists that are out, already out there taking their careers. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been doing for the last um, 10, 12 years, um, yeah. more and more into management. So that's a little now, longer shot, short of what I do. Yeah, now tell me, because it's so ironic, because I have several friends and and or people that have, you know, wondered how, how do they start? Because this is always, this is where the reasons become excuses. And that's what the really, you know, the topic of the show is about, living without the excuses of. You have so many people who, like, you know, myself, and I'm so all over the place. I love my beautiful creative mind because it just goes from one thing to the next. But when I was in school, I so wanted to be a psychologist yeah. and I wanted to be a lawyer. But I said, okay, both of those are going to take way too much school. Mm-hmm. And so now that I'm 45, 46 this year, I'm like, I could have done it and been finished, but nevertheless. <laughs> How does it become Elva in school, you know, looking at her future and saying, okay, I'm going to be an attorney, but not only am I going to be an attorney, which you just explained, you know, you went from the litigation, the primary litigation side of it to the entertainment side. How did that first, I'm going to represent who, and if you're at liberty to, to say, I would love for you to say some of the people because people need to know, you know, yeah, this is real Elva who does this. I don't want to tell all your business. I want oh, you to oh, tell. Oh, no. I'm pre- <laughs> I, you know, I work with a, a myriad of folks. Uh, Stu Gardner has been a longtime client. He was um, Cosby's music director, mm-hmm. worked on a little show, uh, Cosby Show, Different World. Um, Kamar Kambon, who is a amazingly talented um Composer, arranger, producer, and has worked on mm-hmm. on Showtime, HBO, Girlfriends. He's done a lot of movies. Done Tyler Perry, some Tyler Perry movies. We did Fast and Furious, One Hundred Patients. You know, you sort of forget them. Um, and then I work with a lot of musicians: Ahmad Jamal, the legendary jazz artist, Tito Nieves. I'm doing a lot of work in the Latin arena. A lot. You know, that's my baby. That's my baby. Yeah, exactly. That's how we met. <laughs> Yeah, um, working with just incredibly blessed to be able to work with a lot of the who's who in the mm-hmm. Latin community, including now my my new baby is um um 
part of the management team of a hot rising uh, Latin talent called LD and Johnny. I uh, saw that. Which oh Angel Fernandez, God. Mark Anthony's music director, and Glenn Acosta, Mark's longtime road manager, the three of us are co managing. Uh, wow. So, um, but you know, Jazzy, it's a journey, and I don't think, I only know maybe a handful of people, and I can count them on five fingers, that know exactly what they want to do when they're 18, and by the time they're 60, they have done it exactly the way they said they were going to do it. Oh, my God, right. Taking the same path. Everybody else, it's a journey, and I think, you know, often we start off with one thing in mind, and, Mm -hmm. you know, as a part of that journey and as a part of developing and getting to to know yourself, you find that there are other areas that you're interested in, and so, you know, maybe you incorporate some of your different interests or maybe you shift from one thing to another, but I did not start off to, I mean, if anyone had told me when I was in law school that I'd be managing talent, I'd be like, no, I'm in law school to be a corporate attorney. But right. I truly believe that God directs our steps and that uh, th- this whole process of evolving professionally mm-hmm. and personally helps mm-hmm. you to, f- you know, your pool, I believe, into mm-hmm. the areas that you are talented in or that you enjoy. Um, right. And and. What I tell young people, and, and not even young people, a lot of folks that are trying to figure out what to do is mm-hmm. speak to your own heart and follow your own heart. Uh, so often people want to box you into a oh category. Can you just and, take your time and say that very slow? Yeah, so yes. often. In fact, more often than not, people want to box you into a category. And, mm-hmm. and, and we play into that, okay, I'm gifted at math, so I should be an engineer. But mm-hmm. you know, but then there's this part of me that likes music, and right. but you know, I'm going to school for engineering, so I can't waste all of that education. And and then you find so many people who buy into that. This is the road that I have to go down. Exactly. And this is the box that I have to fit in. And so they listen to other people's voices instead of their own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 you see a lot of people that are doing work they're not necessarily uh, fulfilled by. It, it's a paycheck. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. not necessarily. They don't even necessarily enjoy what they what they do. And so, as creative beings, we don't. You know, we have multiple interests. And I, I right. say you have to take those interests and figure out ways to do. And it is possible to do different mm-hmm. things. And it may mm-hmm. seem like sometimes you're all over the place. But you, you know, you you'll find your focus if you take those quiet moments to True. just sit back and say, okay. I like the arts, but I like you know I like the law. How can I take these two disciplines and do something with the? It's like a, telling a woman you can only have one child. Mm-hmm. And so oh, that's all I you love do. that analogy. And so think about all the mothers that would would only have one child because you know you are only would only be a good mother for a child who's um, not a very active child. Mm-hmm. But then when you think mm-hmm. of people that have multiple children. That come from the same mother, same parents, but they're all different in terms of their skills, their talents. Does the mother love one more than the other? No. And does each child bring something special to that mother's life? That's the way I look at my career and people. Exactly. Order. Exactly. Not me. Um, I encourage particularly young folks because I do a lot of uh, lectures to, especially law students and, and people, even young lawyers that want to go into. You know, they're they're trying to figure out what. Um, area of the law they want to go into. And law schools want to box them into a certain area or law firms mm-hmm. box them into a certain mm-hmm. area. 
And many of them thought they don't really enjoy it. And so when I was thinking about going into the entertainment area, Mm -hmm. apart from sort of the corporate, I had a lot of people, including my mother, who was a teacher, saying, Mm -hmm. my goodness, you went to law school all those years, worked at a corporate (laughs) law firm, and now you want to do what? (laughs) Right. You know, Mom, you know, they're so worried that it's not, you know, you're not going to get that steady paycheck if you do certain things. Absolutely. And see, my mom came from the old school. She she finished college with a degree in in early childhood education, and that's what she did from the time she finished college and retired. She was a very old school, and she enjoyed doing what she she did. But, um, you know, I think our generation and the generation coming up behind us learned from folks before us that we can do multiple Multiple, and we can do different things at different stages in our life. And and guess what? It's okay to do that. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with, in in fact, when I um, went back to my 10-year law school reunion, only about, of my classmates, I think only maybe 50% of them were still practicing law. Wow. Because along the way, they found other things that were more interesting to them, more challenging. They wanted to make career changes. And I just tell people, follow what is interesting to you. Follow your heart. There's a reason Mm -hmm. you keep getting pulled in another direction. Mm -hmm. You do something different that you're pulled in that direction. And don't let other people box you. Don't limit, let other folks limit what it is you want to do. And also, more, more importantly, don't limit yourself. Exactly. Well, now, Eva, if somebody wanted to go into entertainment law, how would they find their first person? Okay, yeah. I'm, I've now graduated law school. Mm-hmm. I, you know, turned my little tassel to the other side, and then tomorrow I'm now an entertainment lawyer. I have no client. Well, what you know do I what? do? Entertainment is one of those interesting areas. Law is like medicine; it's also specialized now, and mm-hmm. so I tell folks particularly in the entertainment arena, it is to I encourage people to go work at a law firm. Not necessarily mm-hmm. you're, great if you can find a law firm that does entertainment law. You're going to be, you know, West Coast. Atlanta has a lot popping now. They've got so much entertainment stuff going on in New York. Um, when I was in law school a long time ago, and I was thinking I wanted to do something in entertainment, I clerked with a firm in their D.C. office. It was a big L.A. firm. And back in those days, you really didn't have many options. You either went to Los Angeles or, or New York. And there weren't that many law firms that had entertainment sections. And if they did, you didn't really start in those. So people, attorneys that got into the entertainment area were first encouraged to go learn how to be a lawyer, learn how to do contracts, learn how to do litigation, learn how to do corporate work, right. learn a little right. bit about intellectual property because those are the skills, learn how to negotiate. Those are the skills that you're going to need to be able to transfer into entertainment. Then after you get that experience, um, you can come, you can actually start to build, which is what I did, because I worked at firms that didn't have an entertainment practice, nor were they interested in it. But I started uh, volunteering, apart from my law firm work at an organization in Washington called the Washington Area Lawyers for the Arts. So what I encourage, but it's very different now. Entertainment right. is so thriving, and there are more opportunities for young folks coming right out of law firms, uh, right out of law school rather, to to get into either a law firm or go into a record, you know, uh-huh. maybe a small mm-hmm. independent label. Mm-hmm. But still, by and large, they're going to want you to have some general law experience. Mm-hmm. Once you get that, mm-hmm. then you want to network. You want to get involved with organizations like 
organizations like BISLA, uh, Entertainment Law Associations and organizations, because there you start to, one, get some mentors, and two, um, you start to develop your client base. And then you want to start rubbing shoulders with people at the record labels, recording, you know, um, go to mm-hmm. conferences, uh, go to places where talent's being showcased. Because mm-hmm. the one thing that young folks are much more open and willing to do now than when I got started is, is they will, um, they certainly want someone that is experienced, but they're much more interested in someone that knows the law, who is willing right. to grow with them, and they'll take some chances. Whereas yeah. um, back in my day, you had to, you know, have all this experience before anybody <laughs> before of any work in the, yeah, would, would want to do anything. It was sort of a catch-22. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it's a it's an area of practice that is heavily uh, networking oriented. So you want to uh, be involved with organizations and conferences and mm-hmm. et cetera, mm-hmm. where you're going to be rubbing shoulders with people that need entertainment attorneys. But you and know what, the main thing that I heard, and we're going to hear throughout the night, especially people that are in the entertainment industry, and this first segment of our of our guests really kind of talk about the entertainment side. And the one thing that I, you know, even being, you know, you and I have done some work together where we've, you know, I've done some promotions and different things, and you know my sad saga stories and how things have gone awry and, you know, people haven't done what they needed to do, contracts and all. But yeah. what what most people don't realize, and this is where the excuses come, I'm, I failed, this didn't work, mm-hmm. I didn't get paid. Yeah. What What will happen is they don't realize how much free stuff you have to do first. Well, that's the other thing in this business. That that journey <laughs> is a, you, there's no getting around it. You're going to no you're going to put a there just isn't. There's no fast track mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. developing your practice. It is a um practice in a, an area that is by nature very slow. Yeah. And very yeah. little pay in the beginning. And I tell both talent and uh, attorneys and managers <clears throat> find a revenue stream that uh, brings some revenue in because it's going to be a while before you make some money. And you're going to have a whole, you know, I mean, this is the the reality of it. You're going to have a whole lot of those instances where you put a lot of time into it and you don't get a dime out of it. But Mm -hmm. you don't always measure um, your success and measure your professional development by the money you get because I can really look back and say, and I think a lot of my brethren can say the same, that, that the doors that open many paying opportunities for me started with opportunities that paid nothing. Exactly. exactly. And you get on board with a talent that, you know, and it, it, it's a risk. Uh, you can put years yeah. of your time into it and it go nowhere. Exactly. But it's, it's, a, it's a process that we all have to do. And if you have the wherewithal and you stay with it, so many people, they become frustrated because they see mm-hmm. so much time in it. To not make the money, you know, you have those examples of where the contract was signed and somebody didn't do what they needed to do. You know, I know. (laughs) We we all go through that. We all, even when you get there, arrive, so to speak, you still have those instances. But there will be that turning point where, and every, and we all remember that time where you can say, okay, some doors really started opening, and it's like that snowball that you were pushing up that hill. All of a sudden starts to go down the hill and it just builds momentum and it just it just sort of keeps uh, things keep happening for you but you have to um you know that's where you separate the people that really want to be in this business from those that are that, that don't because yeah. those of us that do we stick with it 
um, yeah. despite the ups and the downs. And, and you know, there's a lot of beautiful, you know, stuff that comes out of this business, but there's, there's a lot of negative, too, and you, you just have uh-huh. to sort through I mean, it and, and, right. and keep in a positive direction. And that's, you know, the things that I think people need to know first and foremost, and I and I, and I shared this with you yesterday, and I was talking to, you know, a mutual guest and friend of ours, uh, Mimi, who will be on the show, uh, a pre-recorded uh, taping of us, and I was sharing with her how you didn't even know how much you encouraged me doing a failed event, and I just didn't even want to come up for, for air, and it took me a year, almost a year and a half to even show my face and to come back yeah. out because it was such a dramatic two days before the event. Boom, nothing. Yeah. Promote, you know, major yeah. sponsors that we had promoted, built up the business, and then they just was like, I'm not even paying for the whole event. So mm-hmm. I think it's really important. Matter of fact, I know it's important to have that secure group of people that will say, yeah, that was a mess. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But you're gonna be able to get up, get up, get up. Gonna be okay. Exactly. And it's no and reflection I, on you. Exactly. And I think you know for sure, having that encouragement and having you know the motivators in your life that say you know you can do this mm-hmm. and you can do it and stick with it and stay with it and you know continue on the path and continue on the journey gets you all the way from those failed things to now having a show and having you on to tell you, Elva, thank you. You know, thank you for all that you have done to show me, Jazzy. Stay with it, and you can get to this point because now you're managing, you know, some big people. Not that you hadn't before, but now I think, as you you mentioned from the beginning, now it's the fun, creative side versus just all of the schooling. (laughs) You know, so um, I'm actually in just a few minutes, and you you can go whenever because I know this woman audience just so you know busy constantly <laughs> like two minutes here five minutes over there you know with all of the people that she's she's doing uh you know I, I know you've had Mark Anthony and and J Lo's back, background singers uh, or yeah. and mm-hmm. um, who else was That's it you've had. And he would Dr. kill me Jeff. if I didn't mention him. <laughs> no, I was getting ready to say you're doing Dr. Jeff now, who is a seriously fantastic psychologist. He's been on everything. Yeah, I managed, I've been managing him for nine years now. Yeah, he has, and I watched you work with him. You know, little by little, that name kept mm-hmm. getting bigger and yeah. bigger, and and then it was okay, Jazzy. No, I love you, but I can't talk to you. Well, we're flying over here. We're on this show. We're on CNN tomorrow. We're, you know, on the because he's been on uh, what? What's the Good Morning America? Yeah, we just average averages about five, six, seven national television appearances a week. Now, wow. Um, the week that the abduction broke, uh, mm-hmm. he did twelve in one day. In fact, mm. he flew to Atlanta uh, Friday to tape CNN and flew out. Right. Day. So, right. You know, again, that's just finding a talent. Uh, we grew together. Mm-hmm. Setting a plan mm-hmm. and um, and and having the wherewithal hanging in there to get them to the and we're still growing, you know. But to and we've got goals that we continuously um, uh, try to reach and strive for. But it's it, you know it's been a long process. It doesn't seem like it's been nine years. Um, wow! But it has, but yeah, it, we're, it we're has gone so nine fast. Years in June. Yeah, it goes by very fast because you stay Yeah, because you and I, because you and I met. Um, in 2006, you and I and you Deborah. you got a good memory. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. met in 2006, so it's been a while. 
And, you know, from that, I ended up uh, representing Tito Nieves, too. I from that. Know. And now his, his ex-wife and I are co-managing some talent together, so. Oh, you know what is so funny? I was telling Mimi that um, I said out of the failure, out of all of the failures of that one event, mm-hmm. um, Luisito Rosario and mm-hmm. Makuba end up doing some work together for another mm-hmm. congresses. Mm-hmm. You did uh, Tito Nueves, mm-hmm. and it was a couple of other things. Savannah grew in their salsa circle. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of teachers and things that so many people make great connections out of the craziness. And we have you to thank for that. So it was yes. not a failure in any regard. <laughs> and, and, and if and nothing else, you know, we've also developed a good friendship, which yes. I value yes. those, you know, uh, so highly. And that's the other thing that happens in this business, too. You get some really good friends along the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm actually going to have one of the – greats that you introduced me to that we were able to do some promotions here um, in Atlanta who will be calling in. Um, I just got off the phone. He just got off um, out from a tour, and that's Bill Ortiz. Bill Ortiz, who's a client of mine. Thank you very much. Who <laughs> is a fantastic client of yours. And I said, Bill, guess who's going to be on first? <laughs> and he was like, oh, my God. Yeah, so he was so excited. So we're waiting for him to call in. But while yeah. we're waiting for him, we're actually going to have our sponsors come because you know we have to pay for this show. We don't we don't earn big yet, but we do have sponsors, so we want to make sure that we take care of them. So if you can hang on just for a few minutes, we'll we'll have them come back on. No problem. You have been tuning in to the Bare Truth Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers with Miss Jazzy Jones. Tonight's broadcast is being fed via internet on blogtalkradio.com/slash loudmouthradio. And tonight we're broadcasting live from the beautiful Hilton Durham in Durham, North Carolina. Tonight's show is sponsored by Digimo Printing of Stockbridge, Georgia. Take advantage of an opportunity to brand your business. A thousand flyers plus 10 11 by 17 posters with purchase for $80 with Digimo Printing, 250 business cards for $25 with Digimo Printing. Any design fees will be extra. Contact them today at 770-506-2996. And be sure to follow them online at digimoprinting.com. For all our listeners, if you'd like to call in and speak to any of our guests, you may call in at 347-826-7520. If you're online, we want to thank you for following us as we also have an open chat via Internet at blogtalkradio.com. Post your questions or comments, and we'll be definitely read them out loud. If you have requests, you also can send an email to us at loudmouthmedia at gmail.com. For all our Twitter followers, if you'd like to tweet during the show, make sure you follow us at loudmouth, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H, and use the hashtag more at Loudmouth Radio. And now back to your host, Ms. Jazzy Jones. Thank you so much. I have the best producer in the entire world. <laughs> so, you know, I, I I laugh because Deborah used to be my just, okay, Jazzy, just give me all the paperwork, give me all of the everything because you can't do that. I can talk, I can do, you know, the social fusion and all. But the, all of the little stuff like that, she'll be cueing me saying, you know, do the do the commercial, do, and I'm just, like, clueless. So yep. I really always have to give kudos to her because she is fantastic at handling all of those things. 
But I wanted to play, wanted to to bring on just a little bit of a sound um, track of one of your one of your guys. So hold on, let me let you you hear that audience. Guys, this music is one of the uh, clients that Elva has, and they're in the background just kind of talking about what they do. Um, they were uh, like boys and sing for hot chicken pepper. We pretty much met through a friend, and um, I don't know, it must have been heaven sent, whatever it was, but it was, it, it happened. I remember the very day my son Christopher brought LD and Johnny to my attention. Uh, everything about the music they were playing was so different. The compositions were different. But the coach LD and Johnny became impressionable. We got into the crazy. The coach LD was here in the city of New York. For you, those of you that don't speak Spanish, I don't even either. I just dance it, so just listen. Well, what what are you what about? At their age, they were just writing stuff that was so different. Put this to myself to make it uh, more musical and to round out what they were already doing, which is, which is awesome. Era chévere, porque no lo conocían, no lo cantaban, no lo cantaban, y en el principio, estaba muy indignado de lo que era el reggaetón y también un poco de R&B y eso. Escuchaban bien chévere, porque no tiene una voz más gruesa, más pesada para lo que es música urbana. Yo me he encontrado más sweet la cosa. So during the production of our record with, you know, Angel Fernandez and Nanax, we got to meet some famous, you know, musicians like Mario Sebastián, Liam Duval, so that's a little bit of your guys, and and we just we so love them. They're so cute. Oh, thank you. Got to get them to Atlanta. So you know, know, some of those people in that uh, EPK were Mark Anthony. Some of their uh, they're very fortunate in that um, they have had some of their, his band members to be a part of their first album. Yeah. But Angel Fernandez produced it and arranged. He's an amazing. He's Mark's longtime music director for 17 years. Yeah. Also, with Jennifer Lopez. And Glenn Acosta. So uh, it just underscores how talented these young men are, that you have these veterans jumping on board to help them. They also had um, ANX, who were Bill, Latin Billboard's um, producers of the year for 2012, produced them. So there's a lot of, you know, young Latin talent out there, and we mm-hmm, want mm-hmm. to bridge and bring that talent to other genres like R&B, pop, rock, jazz, et cetera, so. Yeah. What we're hoping to do is just bring, branch them out there and then and, and have other folks get to know them outside of the Latino community. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I am so glad you called in. I'm. We're, we're in the process of waiting for our next guest to come in, but I just really wanted to say thank you again and again thank and you. again. I know you have some other stuff to do, so I won't hold you, but if you want to call back and just say hi to your guys, you can do that. We have some really great guests coming on. Um, I'm actually going to have Mimi's soundtrack to start in just a few minutes. So love as much. We will get together and definitely we'll try to get the the guys, the people that you're working with now to um, call in. I mean call in, come to Atlanta, and then that way we can tell everybody and come back on the show and tell them all about you. 
Oh, they'd be happy to. Well, thank you and your listeners, and good luck. I'll be listening. And best of luck to you, my dear. Thank you, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so for those of you, and I do know specifically one or two people who want to go into entertainment law, hope that really helped give you some insight on some things that you needed to do and that you want to do. Um, and how to do it and how to not allow anybody to deter you from, you know, following and pursuing those goals and those dreams because it's important that, you know, you live your life to the fullest. And I love what she said. I love the analogy that she gave that said, you know what, in the event that you were only having that you were having children and somebody told you you could only have one, how crazy would that be? That was so amazing. So I love the fact that you can have more than one child, you can have more than one career, you can have more than one goal, and you can absolutely reach those goals. So kudos, kudos once again for Elva calling in and allowing us to share the people that she has worked with, the people that she's um, continuing to work with on a daily basis are just very talented. So we really do appreciate her for calling in. Um, I'm also now going to allow you to hear just a little bit because we had a long girlfriend kind of conversation uh, yesterday. And so I, I know as much as I love to talk, we can't take up over the whole time. So we do have a lot of guests that are going to call in this evening. So I am going to allow you to hear one of our other guests that um, – that called in, and she is actually a former producer of BET, which she now has her own company and um, doing film and documentary, and it's just really, really, really a good, good thing um, that she was able to call in and be with us. So I do want to give opportunity for her to speak with us. So just one second. Let me get it together here. Uh, Let's see. We still have... Still have some of uh some of the music playing in the background, and so give me a second. You know we always have some type of technical difficulty. It's crazy. Give me one second. Let's see. There we go. Okay. Talking to several different people that are going to talk about this very thing that I'm trying to advance here in the studio. But I'm going to introduce my first guest. Well, actually, you know, as I do always, I'm going to introduce themselves. And, and you'll hear some of my Facebook in the back, guys. You know, we're yes, always I having am. somebody talk to us. Hi, love. How are you? I'm well, Jazzy. How are you? Doing fantastic. I'm so glad you had just a little small space in your very, very busy schedule. <laughs> Thank you. It's been, it's been a little bit busy, but for you, Jazzy, anything. I, I, I so admire and, and love you and have uh, never met you in person, but I love your spirit. And so I'm, I'm so happy that you're doing this uh, radio show in particular. I'm very, very uh, inspired by you. So thank you for inviting me. Oh, my God, you're so welcome. And, you know, it's so funny because I was sitting down trying to remember how, you know, we all met and we're going to have another guest come on. I won't even introduce her right now, but we have another guest on that kind of connected us together and some things that you were doing. 
but as um, everybody knows that this show is about extraordinary lives of ordinary people doing things without excuses. That's really what the title and the topic of this show is about, which is the reason why I wanted to have you on. But I'm saying, oh, my God, we met in spirit and on the phone and via email and on Facebook, and it's like we <laughs> yes. spirit sense. And we don't talk all the time, very little, but we're so connected. And I love the fact that we can build bonds that way. Yeah, I, I, I really uh I really love um I I love ha- being the age that I am. I experienced life uh I'm I'm fifty years old actually this year. Or fifty years young. <laughs> and um I I was born in the sixties and I grew up in the seventies and, you know, uh went to school in the eighties and and now i'm 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 at this lovely stage in the in this new millennium with so many different things like things that weren't here uh 10 years ago um that are here now that are, that make life um like this that make a connection like this so possible um things like facebook and yeah. i i i've i've been uh, discussing with my husband the fact that I'd love to teach a class to um, to young people about how Facebook is your your own personal. It's like putting your own personal television station on uh, online to the rest of the world, and it's it's called the World Wide Web for a reason. And uh, putting your best foot forward when you're you're on Facebook, and I'm not, and I'm not saying making up things, but I'm saying just being as transparent and as real as possible without trying to insult anyone, and living your best life always in in all of the things that you do. So it's been it's been a, a really nice relationship because I know that we I think that we met. Um, Via you, you wanted to do a salsa congress. Yes, the salsa congress. And <laughs> fantastic information that uh, and the CDs that you sent me. But you know, we're jumping ahead. Let me have you introduce who you are. Besides, the okay. Um, introduce who you are and what you do because you're extraordinary. You're living extraordinary to me, and I wanted to present that to the rest of our audience. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, I am um, Miriam Machado Jones now. Uh, no, I don't know if I'm any relation to you. I hope so. My husband is actually from Augusta, Georgia. My new husband. Um, I am a uh, television producer and documentary filmmaker and uh, mother uh, to uh, a special needs uh, now adult, lovely young lady. And uh, mother to uh, another another wonderful teenager, uh, and mother to two grown people, one of which just graduated from uh, from uh, Hampton University yesterday. And so I I um, I'm a I'm a I guess basically a documentary filmmaker, but that uh, role is kind of uh, very. Um, I don't know how to explain it. It's not a full-time thing. 
because, of course, there's no way to live off of just being a documentary filmmaker. Um, not officially, definitely. <laughs> not officially, not unless you can burn um, or, or someone to that effect. And so I uh, worked at BT Jazz for uh, several years, uh, for uh, 12 good years. Uh, and, and I think that when I, when I officially met you through our mutual friend, I think yes. you did right. That's what I was doing. And I was a, uh, a producer of, um, of long format shows, but also I was, the primarily a producer of commercial and marketing products for BET Jazz and BET International and BET Gospel and then uh, eventually BET Popper. So I uh, I have done all kinds of different commercials. I've done the BET Awards. I've been to all kinds of jazz festivals, and I've been fortunate enough to be able to go on tour with. Uh, Grammy and and Oscar award uh, winning groups like the Afro Cuban All Stars, and oh my. Uh, just a bunch of different things. I I, uh, I guess that's the highlight of my career is knowing and and be going from being a fan of Afro Cuban All Stars to mm-hmm. now being part of the family, which is really an amazing uh, and incredible honor to uh, uh, to have fostered that uh, relationship where I was like a serious Afro-Cuban All-Stars groupie to, you know, being able to go backstage and now uh, being able to promote and uh, and uh, do uh, their sh- put on their shows uh, in in different parts of uh, the United States. Just finished um, promoting their U.S. tour. Uh, no, and I miss it, and I have some of their music playing in the background, just because while you were talking, I just listened it all. But you know, you you're talking about some of the things that I really kind of wanted to, you know, address because we have so many people, young people, older people, who, you know, they have this dream, and like you were saying, you went from being a fan. Um, yes. You went from being I just love them and I like them to. I'm now working directly with them. And I wanted to talk about people who have those same visions, those same dreams and goals, but, you know, they have good reasons of why they are not mm-hmm. doing You know, maybe some things set them apart from what it is they wanted to do, maybe finances, maybe power challenges, but what we all have. We all have it. Right. What has set you apart from the reason to no longer having the experience of I'm not able to do this. What got you from point A to point B? Well, I I really um I I thank God that I I have was tenacious. I uh I went to Howard University and I have a degree in broadcast journalism, so I have a certain amount of training. Um and I uh I uh freelanced uh, my first couple of years out of school, and I ended up um, meeting a uh, a uh, show producer at BET a long time ago now, 20 years ago, um, who was also doing music videos named Billy Woodruff. And uh, he's now like a, a, a Hollywood uh, movie director and, and, and a bunch of different 
a bunch of different things. Um, and Billy uh, hired me to come work at BET on a show, now a defunct show called Love Between the Sexes. And uh, wow. I, at the time, I was a salesperson at a video production facility because that's all I could find once I got out of uh, school. But I wanted to be near uh, broadcast facilities type of uh, type of operation. So Billy was like, yeah. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Go ahead. You answered that before I could even ask you. Did you do things out of your broadcasting? Because I'm hearing you say that you pursued educationally what you wanted to do. Right. And tenaciously digging in saying, okay, I may not start at the top, but I'm going to get in where I fit in. Right, exactly. So I, when I got out of school, I have I have uh, two uh, wonderful friends that are now like entertainment attorneys, and they own their own PR firms. Um, but uh, with my girlfriends, like maybe a month after we graduated from Howard, we went to Atlanta to something called Jack the Rapper, yeah. which is which was a convention of rap folks were people used to everybody from um, uh, at the, the convention that we went to they introduced um, uh, OPP the group that sang OPP yeah. and uh, the the uh, the young boys crisscross the one who just passed away this past week um, which is really sad but um, at that, I, I went to this convention, and, and Billy Woodruff just happened to be one of my at Atlantic Video, where I had a job maybe two months after I graduated. So maybe it was three months, like it was into the summertime already. I don't know what t- what time of year it was. I, I, I think I'm guessing that it was around August or September because I remember it being. Um, hot during the day and then really, really cool at night. So I, I just remember already. But I was already working, and Billy Woodruff was my client, and he said, you know, um, well, if you want to volunteer and hang out and work with me, I know notice that you speak Spanish. Um, and so I know that that's a, like a, a big plus nowadays. So... And I knew about jazz, where everyone at uh, at Jack the Rapper was very interested in hip hop, and not very many people at the time. It was 1990, 1991. Uh, no one was uh, seriously into into jazz at all, and I and I just happened to have that background. So um, I, I went, I volunteered, I I. I uh, Drove down ten hours and and uh, stayed at my sister-in-law's place and and then uh, hung out in the hotel rooms with my girlfriends that I had gone to school with who uh, had enough money to get a hotel room and they were like no maybe don't go back you know to your because we don't want you to miss anything and in that I I I really connected with Billy and uh, he took me everywhere I mean. Prince was performing at uh, this Jack the Rapper and it was a record label executive. Jack the Rapper was a, a radio DJ who I'm sure you know, know about and he was from uh, Chicago, very famous and had uh, a really big following and he started having this convention of music industry insiders where they would present 
do acts and did, uh, conferences. Uh, it was like the industry big conference and learning conference, learning opportunities for people to come and know who to pitch, how to pitch, those types yeah. of things. And if you worked for a particular record label, you got invited to these huge parties. Well, uh, we went to Howard, and we went to Howard at the time that we we were at Howard with uh, with Sean with Sean Combs, and mm-hmm. he saw t- uh, my girlfriend Tonya, Rhonda, and I at. Uh, at Jack the Rapper, and Billy was like, "Oh, you know him? He's like an up and comer. He's at um, at uh, at the time it was called uh, I can't remember Uptown. It was called Uptown Records, and he's like, he's at Uptown Records, and he's getting ready to make make a big move. Um, so uh, let me get to get, help me get to know him. And Sean, in turn, wanted to get to know Billy because he knew that Billy was spinning." music videos on BET. I didn't know the inner workings of all of that, but I made sure that the connection was made, and for that connection, I, you know, I I prospered from the connection, and it might not seem much to anyone now, but I know if I walk into a room, uh, Sean will be like, Mimi from Venezuela when he sees me, and I know that... Billy will, you know, Billy will call me Relationship that is in a greater position 
smoke like this. You know, and I think what I, I don't even think I know that what you're saying because your life and your career has proven that, you cannot start always up with the big wigs until you build relationships with the big wigs. Yeah, and I, a lot of people really don't understand that. You don't have to sell yourself short, but you do have to work on the ground floor and be okay with that. I want to thank Mimi for coming on and giving um, us her story and her beginning. She and I, as I stated, we had a very long um, interview, and it would take, you know, the entire time. So I do want to have her to come back on. This is not the ending of our uh, relationship building and our work together, but I do think I have another guest, and I wanted to, a guest and or a caller, so I want to invite them in. Caller, are you there? Hello? Hello, are you there? Maybe we dropped the call, so if you would get an opportunity, you can call back. That would be great. Um, We've had several people that have called in and and not had a chance to get through, and we actually had uh, one of our main guests that called in, Bill Ortiz, called, and he actually called my cell phone, so we're hoping that he will get an opportunity to call back and he can call the actual studio line at Blog Talk Radio. We're just really appreciative to be once again here in North Carolina at the Hilton Hotel, and we have made so many new friends that have had an opportunity to listen to our radio station as they sit with us in the in this gorgeous lobby. So, you know, we've just been having coffee and, and chats and such. But nevertheless, it's been really, really great to have two really wonderful people that have come on and be able to talk with us about things that they do. And as you heard and as Mimi continued the conversation, she began to uh, let us know all of the background, all of the free work that she did, all of working in a video and logging tapes and information and, and just really ground floor, gruesome, long hours of doing, and she like Elva made the same statement that you have to pay your dues with free and relationship building, and you have to be in social settings and circles so that you are able to meet people who um, you want to represent, people who you want to work with. Um, she now works with some great, great entertainers and uh, people that she is just fortunate to be a part of and you know at some point we're all going to work together and bring some of those guests here to uh, Georgia well in Georgia and you will get an opportunity to see firsthand the things that they do but once again even with with Mimi stating you have to be able to follow your dream make some changes um, make some choices and leaps of faith to jump out there and do your own thing which is what she ended up doing. She left BET and she now has her own company. And so we're posting all of this information so that you can go. You'll be able to see exactly what everybody's doing and some of the artists that they're they're representing and just some of the things that they want to do as we're waiting for other guests to come in. And guess as you're listening, because we do have a few more people to come in, if we have to push you just a little bit out, work with us, and I appreciate you so much because we want everybody's information. We want everybody's story to be heard because you all are so important to me. And I really do appreciate the fact that you've taken 
just even five minutes out of your very busy schedules just to come on. little blog talk radio. I'm in North Carolina, so I can sound country like that right now. I never bring that out except, you know, when I come home or when I make a mistake, <laughs> when I make a slip up and you'll hear the country. But little blog talk radio station, and uh, we're able to actually bring to you some fantastic information and some fantastic guests. I just wish you could see me here once again with my little tea bag and my little cup, and I'm walking around the hotel as if I've never been to one before, but I'm always really appreciative. Um, We have had an amazing time coming into this segment, but I believe we have um, our next guest on. Uh, So, Carla, are you here? And okay, who do I have online? Okay, this is Denise Holden. Hi, Denise. How are you, precious? Okay, I'm fine. I'm so glad to have you on. This is so wonderful. Oh, if you if you would tell us a little bit about you, you're welcome to come on now. It's quite okay. Okay, I didn't know if I was early, but I didn't no, know you are, but it's okay. Sure I was available. <laughs> good, good. Go ahead and tell our listeners because I'm very excited to have you on and, and sharing your story. So let us know who you are because I love that our guests to explain who they are. Okay, my name is Denise uh, Troutman Holden, and I am a wellness and empowerment coach uh, here in the Atlanta area. And, yeah, right. um Yes, praise God. And my story is that I am a recent survivor of triple negative breast cancer. Wow. And I am, uh, it's it's kind of a, a current story because I'm actually still going through reconstruction mm-hmm. and all of that. So I'm still in the journey. And you know what? And the reason why I wanted to have you on the show is because you are still going through the journey. And you, and the extraordinary thing about it is, is one, that you're sounding so good, that you're talking about it, that you're saying to the world, I'm still a wellness coach even though I'm going through things that are challenging and make it, make it appear that I'm not well, but I speak truth, and that is that I am. Absolutely. And, you know, the funny thing is when I, I'm, by by trade, I am a human resources management professional, and I decided after my last corporate downsizing, I decided to go into the wellness coaching arena and became certified, came back to Atlanta after uh, moving out to Dallas, Texas, uh, came back mm-hmm. here, and mm-hmm. uh, finished up my certification, was working out, getting healthy, you know, just kind of really into the full speed of being a wellness coach. And that's when I discovered I had breast cancer. Wow. I discovered so, a lot. What was that like? You know, it was really, I, I I had my mammograms every year, but I have what you call dense breasts. And a lot of women have dense breasts, which makes it hard to see small tumors on a regular mammogram. Usually um, it's easier found on a digital mammogram, but a lot of offices or uh, hospitals don't have that because it's so costly. So mine wasn't discovered until I lost more weight and I was doing just my yearly, uh, just doing my um, self exam. And that's when I felt it and um, went to the doctor and it was uh, diagnosed as breast cancer. Mm. 
And so what was the process? Now, because we all know, okay, you you hear, okay, you have breast cancer, so the devastation, Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. of the, no, it can't be me, and the denial, and then the anger, and then the, am I even going to live kind of thought. Well, my thing was, it was really, it it was really difficult. It was trying, because when, again, I just uh, had lost my job, corporate, corporate job, so I didn't have medical insurance. But I wasn't really worried about it because I was going to pick it up later. But, you know, I've been relatively healthy, so I didn't think it was something to get right away. So I was caught in that blind spot of not having mm-hmm. anything. anything. Mm-hmm. So I had to really do a lot of research to find out, first of all, getting the mammogram. I mean, yeah, getting the uh, mammogram. You know, right. I had to find a program that allowed so I can get a free mammogram. So there are programs out there through every county that I found out now that you can get free mammograms. And Mm -hmm. for women that are ages, uh, the age, I think, 35 to maybe, I think it's 60, um, you can actually get full full treatment. And that's what I'm going through. I've been blessed to be part of that program that I haven't paid. The most I've paid through my entire journey is $40. um, And what's the the name of that program? Um, it is through. Yeah, it is through the. Um, it's 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 a federal program, but uh-huh. it's, it's it's put through every county, and it's really for women who are, who are underinsured. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, they call it young women's age thirty mm-hmm. to to fifty five, um, okay. and it's for people who have cancer, in any type, mm-hmm. especially breast cancer or ovarian cancer. And when you go to any county, you can ask about it, and you can get qualified if you're underinsured or not insured. That is so awesome. Tell me, I know you, um, was it last year, I believe, when we kind of touched bases and I wanted you to be a part of our our Bare Heads campaign where women tell Uh their stories like we're doing now, and you're actually now getting to tell it live (laughs) versus in, in, in print, but you're a beautiful bald head woman, and I know you you know you possibly will want to grow your hair back, but I promise you cancer free you still are a gorgeous bald head woman, but you were a spokesperson were you not last year for cancer? Yes, I did several um during breast cancer awareness month. I did mm-hmm. lots of uh, um um i guess uh, speaking engagements for a lot of women's groups and a lot for for a lot of county women's um health uh, health awareness groups. Wow. This is why I'm so excited to have you on because here you are, you know, you could have really sunk down into the worst place. You could have sunk down all the way very low. However, what you did was you made the the decision to one live and to, two, have a positive outlook about that living and use your life and your story to encourage others. That's what makes you extraordinary. That's what makes your life not be an excuse of why you need to just be down in the dumps. You have good reasons, but you don't make the excuses a reason for you to just be low and, and just down and out. So I love, I love, 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 super love the fact that you're with us, the fact that um, you just, you're alive, you're alive and well. I am so ecstatic about that. 
I really appreciate you calling in. I'm definitely going to post some information about uh, the program, but I also want you to hear a tweet that someone sent us. It was uh, Dr. Anessa Robinson at Core Life for You. Um, and it's 4M at Loudmouth, she says, seeing life freely without chaos, but with full of positive, productive self-worth and people. She is just so excited to be a part of our program tonight and hearing messages like yours and hearing messages like our other guests who, you know, you don't have those limitations that are so present and so in your face that you won't just go forward. And I love you for that. I appreciate you. I definitely want you to stay tuned because we have um, some other guests. Uh, We have some other guests. So what I want to do is bring in our next couple of guests. Guests, I love you all. Please hang in there and stay there. Stay with us, Denise, and listen in, and we may bring you back in for some questions if we have some guests. Well, thank you for the information. You're welcome. Hello. Yeah, hello. Hi, is this my deal? Yes, it is. Hi, how are you? I love you much. We finally got hooked together. Well, I'm glad to be on. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone that's listening, this is Bill Ortiz, and, you know, we spoke with Elva very uh, early in the show, and we were talking about um, just the whole entertainment side of life and and the reason why we're doing this show is definitely talking to our guests about you being one of them, okay. about well, living your life to the fullest. So if you will tell people who you are and introduce yourself and what you do, I would love that. Sure. Well, first of all, Elva is the greatest. But, uh, Isn't she? Yeah, she sure is. So as far as me, my name is Bill Ortiz, and I'm a trumpet player who has been working with the Carlos Santana Band the last 13 years. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, I've released um, two CDs the last uh, couple years, and I've also in the past worked with groups like Tony, 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 and Sheila E. Boss Gags. Oh, my gosh. Um, I've done work with Tito Puente. I've done work with uh, Souls of Mischief and, and Vogue and a lot of people in the studio. So I've had a, a large um, kind of palette of different types of music I've played. I think it all kind of ties in together. And so what I do with my own music is I try to take all the elements of who I am as a musician and put them all together, and uh, hopefully it all works. Wow, you have really worked with some amazing people. You know, Sheila E. is like one of my most coolest and favorites in the whole universe. I can't even imagine being around her without screaming and falling. I'm not really one of those, as you see. When we met, I was like, Bill, hi, this is great, wonderful. I'm not really a you know a groupie, but I probably would group out with Sheila E. Well, she's not only a, just an amazing world-class drummer, percussionist, but also like a really cool person, too. Oh, you know, I can so see that. I can so absolutely see that. Well, tell me, just from that note, how... How did it come about that you became not only just a trumpet player, but one of the world's greatest, and and being able to perform? And I've, you know, I've about worn the last CD that you you made out. It's just phenomenal, and I just well, you, you know begin to listening to the new music, which is just amazing. How did you start? What was your? Nobody's going to tell me I'm not going to do this moment. Well. 
uh, music was a, was a huge part of my life before I even started playing music because my parents had music playing all the time and I was mm-hmm. an avid radio listener listening to um, you know kind of a lot of different styles of music and uh, so I grew up listening to jazz and R&B a lot those were the two styles that I, I kind of gravitated to mostly probably because when I started playing trumpet those were the styles of music where you heard a lot of horns right. and uh, right. So you know, music—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not like what I do. It's who I am. So from an early age, I just—I I just had this bug where it just, I just—I just love music so much. And and part of the love of playing music is when you when you're playing music and you're expressing like feelings and you when you get that magic moment when you connect with the audience and the energy is flowing back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the group is playing something that is you know, and everybody's clicking and you're creating something that's different every night. There's there's like a huge joy which comes from that especially like i said when you connect with people and you know working with with carlos santana's band as long as i have um one of the things that i really admire with what he does with music is using music as a healing force or something that brings people together because we're so Mm -hmm. divided in our culture um not only you know in this country but in the whole world it seems like you know we rather resolve our differences with conflict as opposed to just trying to you know um and all of the humanity of other people. And so music and, you know, other things in the arts are things that bring people together across different, you know, so-called boundaries. Right. And, and so when I'm playing with Carlos and I see the wide variety of, you know, different backgrounds of people and ages and, and just sees the same smile on everybody's face and, you know, he'll play something, which if you see people light up, it's, 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 it's the best thing in the world or <laughs> close to it. Oh, I know when I came to the concert, I don't know if you saw me post on Facebook today, and I said, Bill, how is it that I took pictures when we came to the concert of everybody with you and did not even get one? Not not a <laughs> one picture with you. I was like, people are going to think I'm kidding. But I did get one of the, the, the photos of you where you were right up under Santana's sign, mm-hmm. and it was a part where you were just playing, and it was magical. Oh, that's and a great picture I saw. Oh, my God, Thank that you. picture is so good. The picture's great, but the moment you play, the moment you set it in motion, everything you just said about how you feel, that the mu- you and the music become one. I know when I'm teaching salsa or when I'm dancing salsa, I'm lost. I'm lost in the music. I'm lost in the moment because you just become one with the music. Right. And it's just it's unbelievable. But I wanted you to just tell our audience, because I know we have some other guests and we're running way just crazy, and I love everybody for waiting. We're almost together, everybody. But tell, if you have one thing to tell somebody who says, you know, I want to be a musician, I want to be a nurse, I want to be a pilot, I want to be whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm, I come from a single home, I come from another country, I don't speak the language, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. What would you say? Well, um, that's a good question because um, there's one of the things that's like the biggest enemy of all people is fear, and mm-hmm. you'll see it where either where people will um, have issues with other people because they're afraid they're not going to have something somebody else has, or they're going to be afraid right. they're not accepted. But there's also the fear of of that you're not going to reach your goal, or that you mm-hmm. either aren't good enough, or people for what reason won't accept you. And, so the worst thing that you can do is say no for other people. And mm-hmm. um, so you have to, the people that are successful, 
uh, on any level. It's, you have to be able to, 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 to jump into the abyss with abandonment. So, like, you're not worried about failing. You're not worried about um, whether people are going to like you. You, know, you want to be smart in what you do and think out whatever your, your plan is. But don't be the person to say no. Let other people say no because chances are they're not going to. And so right. it's better not to sabotage yourself. Just, you know, whatever you're going to do, make sure that you are aware of what it, what you have to do, what it entails, and make sure you have your, you know, you're doing something um, well thought out. But don't be afraid to do it. You know, the worst thing, it, it's the worst thing that you can do is, is not to strive for your goal and not achieve it for that reason. You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, as you hear in the background, I am playing, um, featuring your casual from Highest Wish. The music is so stunning, and we're going to post this so that our listeners can follow you, and hopefully you'll pick up some new some new fans and groupies. When are you going to be back in Atlanta? When Are you coming uh, well, with soon, we're, we're talking about trying to line up some, some shows out there, and um, the best way for people to find out where I'm playing, whether it's Atlanta or anywhere else, is, is uh, well, first of all, I have my website, which is mm-hmm. and then... Um, you could find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Bill Ortiz Music. Or you could find me on twitter.com slash Bill Ortiz Music. And it, all my music is available on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, and um, you know, a lot of stores. I know in Atlanta, I think I'm on in, in uh, Mood Music, which is anybody in Atlanta, go to that place. That's a great music. Yes, yes, yeah. it is. Well, Bill, I love you much for calling and calling back several times to get uh-huh. in. I'm going to end it with your music just playing us out as we bring in our next guest. But definitely we're going to get together and hopefully um, collaborate with Mimi as well as Elva to do some things with you and some other people. So thank you, love, much, much success to you. Peace and blessings. Thank you so much, and peace and blessings back to you. Thank you, honey. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. I just, you know, just spoke to Bill Ortiz, this fantastic trumpeter that has played with and along um, the sides of some of the other greatest outside of himself. And I think, you know, the resounding issue here is, as my other co-host, J.L. King, says, faith over fear will move mountains and get you to the next level of what you want to do in life. So, as we bring on our next guest, um, I think we have our three guests on online right now, and, and then we'll have our final guest. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. This has just really been amazing. Our producer is just doing such a good job at manning the stations and making sure that everybody knows that, okay, we're just five minutes out, ten minutes out. But she's doing a wonderful job at loudmouthradio.com, my favorite new job and career. Um, we're doing some amazing things here at Loudmouth. So I really appreciate you guys for tuning in and listening and calling in. If you have any questions or if you have a comment, you can always tweet us. You can always send it through Facebook. Um, I'm still getting new to tweet. So uh, don't don't hold it against me. But I think our guest is actually here. Guest, are you with us? We're here. I love you guys. I'm hugging you really tight because I know you've been waiting, waiting, waiting after coming out of meetings. And so I'm not going to prolong it by a whole lot of darkening. So welcome. If you will introduce yourselves, I will love you much. 
Hi, Jazzy. This is Kay Colson, and I'm with the U.S. National Committee for UN Women, which is a United Nations agency for the, that is founded and uh, has the objective of protecting women and girls around the world. It's great to be here tonight. Kay, you are the woman. I couldn't have said all of that if I wanted to, so I'm so glad you did. May I tell you a little bit about us? I would love you to do so. Yeah, I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to turn it over to Sarah Hurwitz, who's going to tell you about some local, uh, our, our big local event in Atlanta. Yes. Yes. So everybody will know, UN Women is the trust fund for the protection of women around the world. As a frame of reference, uh, we are a sister or sibling uh, uh, agency to UNICEF, which is mm -hmm. the protection of children. Uh, mm -hmm. Our objective is to make sure that women and girls are not left behind. Um, very exciting for us in 2010, the United Nations, after many, many years, uh, combined four gender-based agencies together under the mm -hmm. name of UN. And our uh, preceding agency, UNIFEM, was the largest. Um, wow. We have a budget of around 200 to 250 million a year. We provide uh, services, we provide assistance, and we provide partnerships for women through many different mechanisms. The important thing is uh, about this 2010 event was that our name became more understandable, UN Women. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Number two, um, Michelle Bachelet, who is the former president of Chalet, was appointed the Undersecretary General and Executive Director of UN Women, which elevated the importance of, of the role and the importance of the plight of women around the world, which came in mm -hmm. real time because of many things that are happening. And Michelle um, defined our goal, redefined our goal for us to expand women's voice and leadership and participation, to end violence against women, which has always been our basic goal, to strengthen women's full participation in conflict resolution and peace processes, which is critical, particularly in North Africa. Um, yes. Which is where there's terrible things have been going on for many years. Mm -hmm. Women's economic empowerment, so we can take care of ourselves regardless of where we are, and to ensure gender priorities are reflected in national plans and budgets. All five of those are critically important. And just so people will know, our organization is a is a uh, is a supportive organization. The National Committee uh, in the United States is the the official 5013C arm of UN Women. Our job is to educate our population about what's happening with women, to advocate with our government for both legislation as well as funding, and also to raise private funds for UN Women for our many programs around the world. And I wanted to share with you one of our funds, which is really important because I love the stats. Our funder okay. equality uh, actually has invested $55 million in grants, and this is in 2011. Wow. 94 grantee partners, so that's spreading that money very thin in 57 different countries. But what's oh important is that they were able to put 22,000 women in leadership positions and institutions, institutions that affected their lives. Another 22,000 women reported to have an increased income. Mm -hmm. 229 women gained seats in their national and local government, and 98 policy recommendations were made. I mean, oh my this, God. Is, awesome. this is one of our funds. This is one of our groups that puts money to work on behalf of women. It's incredibly important work around the world, and in some ways it's the best-kept secret. And I, I wanted to mention, too, for those of you that aren't aware, one of the tools that we use is film. And mm -hmm. it's 
acting tools and the 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 film Pray the Devil Back to Hell is about about Liberia. And one of the key players, not the only one, but one of the key players is Lima Bowie, who won the Nobel Peace Prize. And Lima right. is an incredible speaker if you ever have a chance to see her. But if you don't, read her biography, Mighty Be Our Powers, How Sisterhood, Prayer, and Sex Changed the Nation of War. Now say it again slow, Kay, so we can have our producer put that on because I love it. We are always interested in uh, information that we want to share from all of our guests so that, you know, our followers and our listening audience can be abreast to it as well. So say it again okay. slowly. And I apologize because I'm, I'm from the South and I talk real fast. <laughs> I'm going okay. to be our powers, how mm-hmm. sisterhood, prayer, and sex changed a nation at war. And just for those of you that don't know, the women of Liberia stopped the Civil War. And they did it creatively, they did mm-hmm. it humanly, and, you, and there's no turning them back. And That's it's right. an amazing, amazing story. And by the way, UN Women is mentioned, it was Unifem then, is mentioned in her book because UN Women understood, and this is a key piece of what UN Women does, understood mm-hmm. the culture of a country dictates what happens. You can't ignore it. You That's ha- right. UN Women never goes into a country and says, this is what we want you to do. They go into mm-hmm. a country and say, what do we need? What to can do? we do? That's it. Exactly. That's so yeah. true. And you know what? You know, even if I may interrupt you just for a moment, I, and this, what, when I w- was introduced to uh, Watka, I was so excited. And the reason being is because my former co-director of a salsa company that we started in Savannah, Georgia, we actually began to teach salsa dancing, beginning salsa dancing, um, to teach safe interaction and to bring awareness of abuse against women and girls. And then we we also included women and girls and the LGBT community because the violence and, and, and the targeting was so broad. And so when I found out what we actually used to do is teach, you know, you don't have to throw that fish, you don't have to throw those verbal words, but you can touch in a safe way. And it just really began to um, push women and girls into this place where they begin to have a voice and they begin to, to build confidence. And you could see, you know, where they came in with such low self-esteem and exactly. such I'm so unworthy and I'm so not ever going to be in a good place because these terrible things happen to me and they begin to really build and grow. It was absolutely amazing. So when I found out about this program, I was ecstatic to bring you guys on. But the the one thing I wanted to point into, because the show is about extraordinary extraordinary lives of people that are ordinary, seemingly, Mm-hmm. but doing amazing things without excuses. These women are being brutalized. Yes. Not only, I mean, we just had this big story that came out here in the States. We act like it doesn't happen in the States, but it's very broad here as well. But you have all of these women in other countries that are being brutalized, that are being killed, that are being buried without a thought. Yep. And for us to have excuses about what we cannot do, and how we cannot make it. And to see these women come from that low place to mutilations and all of the other things that, you know, in other cultures they believe that are right, yep. when we see them rise above and dancing in the streets and, uh, as you stated, you know, doing film and theater to bring women together, 
And when we're watching them come up and watching you guys go over and volunteers go over to be a part of that, it's simply nothing short of awe. It is an awing moment to watch everybody join together to be a collective group because I am only because you are. So I'm very proud and excited to have you on and and have you talking about the program. I do want to go into really quickly about the upcoming event on Saturday. Absolutely. And I think Sarah's on. Sarah, are you there? I am on. This is Sarah Hurwich, and uh, I am the marketing chair for the ninth annual 5K Walk to End. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Also on, I think, is Podka Ward. She's one of our event co-chairs as well. Hi, Podka. How are you? Hello. Doing just fine. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much, guys, for waiting. I'm so excited about what's going to go on Saturday. We, we as the Loudmouth Networking Team um, and radio show, we're really aiming at all being represented there. So tell us a little bit about what's going to be happening on the 18th. Absolutely. Well, we would love so, to see you. So go ahead, Patka. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to jump right in. Uh, we're just so excited to be able to share with everyone. Um, the, this is our ninth annual walk. Um, it's primarily a fundraiser to um, hopefully generate additional funds for um, funding some of the programs that Kay was speaking about a little bit earlier. Um, the registration starts at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning, and our primary registration site and really the key area of our event is um, at the Charles Allen entrance, uh, which is the corner of Charles Allen Avenue and 10th Street. So um, registration starts at 10 a.m. Uh, we also invite folks to pre-register online to give us a better mm-hmm. idea about how many we'll have showing up. And uh, we have a lots of fun activities, including chair massages, including face painting and crafts for the children, snacks, food. Um, we're, we're, you know, prepared to uh, make everyone's experience a great one. And... Um, <laughs> We we definitely hope to make it an annual event for everybody who shows up. Um, so we have a short little program and um, some some information about the event and our history and our organization. And then at 10:30 okay. we start with the 5K walk. Wonderful. Now, what is the goal that you guys? I mean, of course, we want to raise billions and billions of dollars. But have you guys set a goal of what you're trying to raise for this particular event? Our, our well, goal is actually to raise $7,000. We tend to be a relatively small event. And we've actually already well exceeded that goal. So we're quite excited about that. We've also already exceeded our number of pre-registrants that we've ever had. So we know that this year is going to be the best walk ever. We're very excited um, and we have some, um, you know, like uh, Patka said, it's a, a lot of fun, even though it's a serious cause. And mm-hmm. I think Kay's already shared quite a bit about where the money goes. Right. Um, so, and even, you know, we think, oh, $7,000 doesn't really even make a dent in some of the numbers that Kay was sharing with us. But even just $10 can pay for counseling for six survivors in Africa. Wow. Say that again, Sarah, so so that they can hear how much money it takes just to, I mean, how little money it takes to support a lot. 
you can do so much with so little. So I have three great numbers for you. Um, Just $10 can help six survivors receive counseling in countries in Africa and Asia. That blows me over. That is really amazing. Think about what that costs here. $100 can train 17 women's rights activists in the Middle East to engage men as change agents, and we know how important it is. That's so important. Yes, our brothers need to be uh, locking arms with us to fight violence. Mm-hmm. And it's $10 provides training for 70 police officers in India to respond to survivors of violence without any gender bias. So I sort wow. of I think of that as like our um, our law and order special victims unit. Metaphor, <laughs> yeah. you know, here in the United States. If, you know, God forbid we're raped, we mm-hmm. are assigned a special police officer to take right. us through the process who's been specially trained. But in a lot of countries, it's not even a crime, much less are the police officers trained. So that kind of training is very important. So with the $7,000 and, in fact, even more that we know that we've raised, um, you know, that's already uh, 490 police officers that we can help put through that mm-hmm. training. Mm, I'm so proud. I'm so, I could just cry, honestly. These are so happy tears that are are building up here in the Hilton lobby (laughs) in front of everybody. And they're just, everybody's listening to us and watching us do the radio show from the lobby. It's so great. But I'm so proud and I'm so grateful, um, not by chance or by um, coincidence, that we were able actually to meet uh, Parker's husband, Shannon, and he introduced his wife to us just by talking about how great she was. So just so you know, your husband loves you a whole bunch. But we were able to get this information and be able to bring you on the show. We are definitely posting on all of our uh, social networking about the program. I know I must have posted about five YouTube videos <laughs> earlier today um, showing how important this is. I really appreciate you all for coming on. We're going to spread the word in droves, and hopefully we can have a whole big old team um, show up on Saturday at Piedmont Park, one of my favorite parks. I appreciate you all so much for coming, and know that this will not be the last, and we definitely want to be involved in the chapter here in Georgia because this is a near and dear um, project and and just another human being's life that we want to touch. So thank you all so much for coming on. Thank you for having us. This is wonderful publicity for the event. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Okay, good night. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm so overwhelmed at all of the guests that we've had on. We do have our next guest, I believe, already in line. And once again, I thank everybody for being so patient tonight. It's a lot of information. It was a lot of um of things that we wanted to get out, but we do have our next guest, I believe. Are you here, caller? Hello, caller, are you here? Hello. Is this Gabby? Mike Quentin? Hi, my Gabby. love. Hello. We're together. How are you? I'm doing so well. I don't know if you've had an opportunity to, because I don't man the, the lines, the producer does that, but I don't know if you've had an opportunity just to listen to all of the fantastic guests that we've had on. I have had an amazing oh. opportunity to listen to these guests, and I am honored to be among them tonight. Oh, very, my goodness. Very, very honored. Absolutely. 
Quincy, you do know, and just for for the audience, just let me let everybody know, because we were supposed to do this show uh, a few weeks back, and we got our days kind of mixed up because you had a birthday party that you had to be there for. Um, yeah, I was busy hosting party. dinner parties. <laughs> <laughs> and, but we were supposed to have this show because the the actual reason for the show was because of what you're about to talk to us about. Yeah. So kudos to you for even helping me to put this together. And I don't know if you got a chance to go back and archive that show. And I said, I'm going to write a book that said, um, after meeting you, I was so I was so warmly welcomed by you knowing my name. And I said, I'm going to write a book that said, a blind man knew my name. Isn't Isn't that awesome? So anyway, I'm not going to skip ahead. I want you to tell everybody who you are because we have about – 20 more minutes of our show, and it's just been okay. an amazing run. And I, I want you to tell us your story. Okay. Uh, I am an empowered human being making powerful choices. Mm. My name is Quentin Kithcart, and I work as a freelance massage therapist. I mm-hmm. live here in Atlanta, Georgia, and um, I've had a, a very, very um, beautiful life. And I woke up to this beautiful life, actually, on the day that I lost my sight. See that? Uh, which is very ironic. Um, wow. I, I, I constantly say to myself, Quentin, suddenly you see. Mm-hmm. Suddenly mm-hmm. you see. On August 2nd, 2008, actually I was in a car accident on July 4th of 2008, Mm -hmm. and during that healing, I developed shingles, Mm. and the shingles did not appear on the outside of my body. Um, The doctors didn't know I had it. Uh, They thought that the pain was still coming from the car accident. From the car accident, So on August 1st, you know, after a couple of doctor's visits and chiropractic visits, on uh, August 1st, I went to the doctor again and said, I'm still in so much pain. They prescribed to me pain pills. I drove to CVS, took the pain pills, walked my dog, pulled down the blinds. And on August 2nd, um, at around, I would say it was around 10 or 11 o'clock, I woke mm-hmm. up, I heard the birds chirping, and it was dark in my apartment. But mm. the ceiling fan was on. I was like, this is weird. I didn't realize that I, was, I lost my sight at this moment. Oh, my God. And so I said, okay, let me, am I dreaming? So I laid back down, and I still heard the birds chirping, and I I woke up again. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I can't see. I said, I cannot see. So Mm. I had enough sight about the size of a penhole in my left eye, and I was able to see my phone, and Mm -hmm. uh, I called 911. And once I arrived at the hospital, um, they didn't know what was going on. And actually, um, the ambulance left me in the emergency room on the gurney. I was unattended for hours, Mm. unattended for hours. And um, a couple of days in the hospital, they finally said they've run all the blood tests. They were like, we can't find anything wrong. So uh, the doctor said, let's do a spinal tap. Mm-hmm. And in the spinal fluid, that's where they found the shingles. Where they were able to find Wow. That's oh where they were able goodness. to find it. And the shingles actually led to encephalitis, which is swelling of the brain, 
which led to the um, damage of the optic nerve. My goodness. Yeah, and when the doctor came in and said to me, Quentin, uh, we cannot take your sight. You may never see again. I said, that's for my higher power to decide. Right, exactly. I said, immediately, Jazzy, I said, that is for my higher power to decide. And right then I, I said, okay, Quentin, it's, you know, wake up, baby. Look, all of those books you have read over the years, um, <laughs> yes. all of those Oprah shows, <laughs> uh, all of the Dr. Phil shows, mm-hmm. it all came mm-hmm. rushing into me in that moment. And wow. over the next few months, I got rid of, well, I didn't get rid of, the universe started cleaning house, mm-hmm. started cleaning house and got rid of so, so many people. So many people and so many situations and circumstances uh, because for years I followed the party. Mm -hmm. I followed Mm -hmm. the party. I was all about entertaining, being entertained, dinners, traveling, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't sit still, Jazzy. I could not sit still. And uh, during this, I also lost, I have moderate hearing loss as well. So, so you, I you wake, so you went blind and then partial hearing. Yep, I went blind and three days after going blind, uh, moderate hearing loss started. Oh my goodness! So um, I spent twenty six days in the hospital. That was my first time ever in the hospital, ever, mm. ever in the mm-hmm. hospital. So um, twenty six days there, I get out. Of course, my family came down. Um, they were like, okay, we're we're getting you out of here. We're taking you home. I said no. And, that's, and tell what, where's home for you? New Jersey. Okay. I'm originally from New Jersey, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, my parents, uh, my dad, actually, my mom transitioned when I was 19. My dad, okay. my aunt, and my sister immediately said, we're, we're taking you home, blah, blah, blah. We're going to pack up everything. I said no. I said no, my life is here. And that spirit within me, Javi, was saying, Quentin, stay here, be strong. I said, I'm going to stay here. I am going to stay here. And they said, you can't do this. And you know what quote came to my mind when they said, you can't do this? By Ayn Rand. It said, the question Mm. isn't who was going to let me. It's who is going to stop me. Stop me. Wow. Say it again. I love that quote. I love it. by Ayn Rand, a Russian mm-hmm. uh, woman in the early 1900s she was born, mm-hmm. and she started off as a screenwriter. And she said, and I quote, the question isn't who is going to let me, it's who is going to stop me. Mm-hmm. You see why we had that... to do this show for you? You see, just, yes. you know, just for yes. you to say that to somebody who is saying to themselves, you know what, I'm in such despair, my life is so horrible, I can't do this. And I and as I stated in the beginning of um, the show, I was one of those people who on one side of my mouth, I was saying I'm this great, wonderful person who has this wonderful life and encouraging everybody and so positive. And on the other side, I was saying, woe is me, I will never have, I never did, da 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 And you have to get to a place where that statement that you just made becomes alive. Who is going to stop me 
but me. Exactly. You are the manager of, but you, you're the manager of your life. And we Mm -hmm. have to remember that you control your destiny by the choices you make. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Every choice has a consequence. Right. If you choose to eat a chocolate cake, you're going to gain some weight. If you choose Don't to talk eat a about salad, me, Quentin. Don't talk about me. <laughs> Look, Doug, I'm talking about myself, actually. <laughs> Every choice that we make as human beings has consequences. Yes. And, we've, and thank God, and, and I thank God that we've been giving, given this, this choice. But mm-hmm. we have to remember we must make the right choice for us without judgment yes. and allow it to just be and go with the flow. When you start trying to swim upriver, that's when you're going to have a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. You've got to go mm-hmm. with the flow. That's it. Oh, my goodness. So you have family. They came down. They wanted to take you away um, to just kind of nurse you like most families will do. Honey, we got you. We're going to take care of you. And a lot of times what family and friends do, those that really genuinely say, I'm going to step you know, step up and be there for you, because some families and friends don't. But right. um, for those that do, a lot of times they want to do everything for you without allowing you to be the individual with a handy capability. Exactly. Not a handicap, but a handicapability. Thank you for Yes, Yeah, because a lot of people are, you know, though you have some challenges, does not mean you're not capable of still living. So you step past the, okay, here is my newfound position in life. My this new is normal. I'm living, my, my new normal for now because mm-hmm. we never know what miracle may we, take place. Exactly. You just never know. But your yes. new normal yes. now says, this is where you are. Now, were you a massage therapist prior to I'm the sorry, blindness? Again. Were you a, a massage therapist prior to the blindness? No, no. My my history <laughs> has been um, hospitality and retail management. And okay. actually, uh, a couple of years before the blindness, I had gone back to school, portfolio school, over at the Creative Circus to complete my portfolio in advertising at Art Direction. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that something? Oh, All visual. visual. And uh, when I lost my sight, I said, Quentin, I, uh, Jazzy, I went within so deep, and I started peeling back the layers. I mm-hmm. said, okay, Quentin, if you didn't have to worry about money, because I wasn't, thank God, my, uh, my family uh, took very, very good care of me. They mm-hmm. stepped up big time. I said, what would you do? Mm-hmm. And that, that, voice in the form of the thought kept saying, Quentin, you've always been interested in massage therapy and healing and holistic health. Right. And I said, massage therapy? I said, okay. Um, I attended the uh, Atlanta School of Massage, the Harvard of Massage School. Oh, yes, and, it is. And, and Jazzy, it was not easy. But guess mm-hmm. what? I graduated at the top of my class. You better I was say the it. keynote speaker. I scored the highest on the exam, and I was the only blind person in the school because I did not allow anybody to say, how are you going to do this? I said, I'm going to do this. I said, there's nothing that's going to stop me. Me and my lovely Labradoodle Elfie, she stayed (laughs) by my side. (laughs) That dog (laughs) saved my life. She gave me something to do every day. 
Yes. Uh, before I attended school, I walked her three times a day. We played, and that was my companion through my healing. Uh, oh, my God. And, I, Jazzy, I didn't let anything get in my way. I didn't allow and you it. can't. Yeah, you can't. That's the you thing. That's, that's the thing. You cannot allow the circumstances, the obstacles, the challenges, the fear to make you not have the faith to move past because, you again, you're the only person that can say to you and to your life and to your situation, either be removed or either stay. Yes. And if you if you don't speak to the mountain and you don't speak to the fear and tell it to move, believe it, it is going to move, then that circumstance overtakes you. And you stay in the valley. You stay in the depressed place. You stay in the woe is me place. And you never reach the full capability of who you really are. You never reach that capability. And I must say, uh, I didn't have many of those woe is me moments. I will <laughs> tell you, the one of the moments that I remember most is I was making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and the peanut butter was getting all over the place. I was like, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> that was one uh, that I remember the most. It was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that kind of sit me over the edge. Yeah, but it's, the, it's the, the mess. Other, the other <laughs> challenges I took on as opportunities, because I will share this with you. When, during my healing, and I would go to doctors, I didn't have many friends, because many friends had just, like, you know, it's, it's like that tragedy that happens, and everybody's there in the beginning, and then you it becomes like, oh, I'm sorry I didn't, oh, I'm sorry I didn't call, or I'm sorry I haven't been by. And I would say, don't be sorry, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm surviving. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm making it through this. But on doctor's appointments, I would not have anybody, but I would take my transportation there. I would call ahead, talk to the concierge or someone downstairs at the desk, and I would say a prayer and talk to the universe, talk to God each and every time. I said, provide the people in my path today that's going to help me to where I need to be. And every single time it has happened, every single time. I know, I know. Quentin, I love you so much. You know, when we first met, you were just, okay, that's my new brother. He's just at the hip with me um, for life. I know we're going to get together and do some amazing things. I believe that, yes. We really are. I'm so, so glad you were able to, we were able to finally get your story out, even though it's just a little fragment of story. But I wanted to, you know, collaborate with you and bring you on with all of the other guests that we have, because I know that it's important, even though we're in the beginning stages, we're still one of the fastest growing internet radio stations that's on. And I'm so proud to be one of the media personalities of Loudmouth Radio. And I know I'm we're going so to do some great, some, some great things. Yes. For one, I'm going to get a massage because I need it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I need it so bad. But we're going to post your information. Do you want? Do you have information uh, for people to be able to get in touch with you? Not at the moment. At the moment, I'm just doing uh, church members and okay. people that live in my community and friends. 
Okay, okay. Well, so, uh, whenever, soon, when and if will, you're ever ready to, to do any other things, you know, with your business, we definitely want to promote you. But we, I want you to do some things with us, and so we'll talk about that later. But I definitely. want to thank you again for coming on the show. I love you much, love. We will get together and talk more. definitely. Mm-hmm. Kiss honey bun for me as well. All right, I definitely will. Love you. Okay. Love you. Bye-bye. All right, bye. I want to thank all of my guests this evening for coming on. I just, it's its an overwhelming um, moment because the stories, the lives, the experiences that everybody has, of course, are all different. But in some way, um, their determination and their courage brings us all together as one. As I'm stating that, I will now go right into our flower of the week. As you know, I always try to to bring a flower that's going to um, represent the night, represent our conversations. And so the flower that I picked, I actually saw outside. One of my favorites is the iris. And unbeknowing to me, as I do each week, I'll just pick one out. And it seems to always, so far, connect to what we're talking about. And the iris actually is Greek, and it means rainbow. And I thought how appropriate for us to have a flower that's a representation of the rainbow, which we've had a kaleidoscope of colors um, tonight with the various guests and various experiences, but it all looks beautiful when it's all put together. And it also represents courage, which all of our guests have had courage to overcome, to face, um, faith over fear, as J.L. King always tells us. It also represents hope and faith, which we've all had to have in our um, setting our goals and reaching our dreams. And it also represents friendship. I really appreciate, again, appreciate, appreciate. I'm so grateful you will constantly hear me say that because without gratitude, we just kind of go into complain mode and our lives are just awful. So I am extremely grateful for everyone that has been on and the opportunity to bring you this show tonight. In the background, you do hear Bill Ortiz's music from his um, From Where I Stand CD, and I thought it excuse me, would be very appropriate to end the night listening to some of his music. I do want to have our sponsor come back on one more time because, again, as always, we do have to pay the bills, and we love uh, people who think high of us and support us with what we're doing so that we can bring you shows like this. Thanks again, and have a fantastic night. You've been listening to Loudmouth Radio Network, The Bare Truth with with Jazzy Jones, Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers. Tonight we'd like to thank all of our guests that that has appeared this evening. We have... Full gratitude of the show, and we're just so so happy to hear us growing each week in leaps and bounds. And we just want to thank you for tuning in. So if you have not um, followed us on Twitter, follow us at Loudmouth L O U D D M O U T H. Also follow us on Facebook at Loudmouth Online. And always uh, be sure to check about our upcoming broadcasts and guests at Loudmouth.com. Tune in each week at Lime Off Radio at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thursday night, we'll have Night Talk Live with J.L. King. It should be an exciting show. 
And also, we're listening up for our new show every before the month is out. So we thank you so much for attending and listening to The Bare Truth with love, life, sex, and flowers. You have a great evening, and thank you for your time, and be God bless. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.